Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. Pretty please. We'd love to hear from you. Or send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. How was your weekend, Roberta? It was okay. Um, so let's see. Lots of time spent at the beach, which was great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What about you? I was actually also at the beach. I took a little a little jaunt to Maine, and uh, it was it was just you know I think anything that feels like a change of scenery is incredible. And summer oh. is basically over. I mean, Stop. it is over. Don't say that. Right? Don't say well, it's that. It's not over officially yet, but I feel like you got to go to the beach and socially distance while you can. Are you looking forward to fall? Like, are you excited for it or? Not I so think much. this is so weird, but we've been obviously, you know, cooking at home so much. And I feel like this week we switched up our recipes to more of a like fall centered mix of like chilies and stews and that kind of thing. And I, I, love I it. think just because it got a little bit chillier, that was actually kind of exciting. But that's only because like typically we'd be out a lot more in the summertime. I know. I, I think one of the things that really it kind of concerns me is that like fall, you know, I'm so excited usually because it's so, so hot and you're ready for a break in the weather to just be cool and wear your sweaters and your boots. And like, there's nowhere for me to go and wear all these cute clothes that I've had like on sale at the Nordstrom anniversary sale or anything like that. So I'm like, kind of are bummed. you even doing a ton of shopping for fall? I'm so curious. I am, but that's just because there's been so many sales lately. I know. I need to get on it. I need to organize. I need a shop. Actually, list. you need to check out Lou and Gray because Ooh. they they went out of business. So all their stuff is like majorly discounted. Hot tip. Heard it here first. (laughs) Hot tip. Well, we have so much coming up on this episode this week from Kate's big hold still announcement to Megan's chat with Gloria Steinem. But we're starting on a pretty sad note. This week marks 23 years since the death of Princess Diana. So let's toast Rachel to her life and legacy with a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. What are you drinking this week? We got a little uh, spin drift, right? And mixing up some delicious cocktails here. So I'm, I actually cracked open the strawberry spin drift and I mixed it with rosé, which is really delightful. Like a little kind of spritz. Yeah, it's like a little spritz. spritz. But actually, I mean, the strawberry spin drift on its own is delicious, but I'm really enjoying the, the combo. And it, yeah, it doesn't feel too strong. What about you? So mine is the raspberry lime spindrift, mm. sparkling water, and it's mixed with uh, tequila and a little bit of lime juice and triple sec. Can you Ooh, see my fancy. Can you see my raspberry Yeah, margarita? yours is so fancy. Look at the salt I, on the rim. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I stuck a lime and a strawberry in there because we didn't have raspberries, so it's kind of a weird But that feels like it, on theme with the, with the beverage. It's very delicious. It's super good. Well, while we're sipping, we wanted to shout out to one of our favorite posts. There's so much conversation in the Royally Obsessed Facebook group, at, rightly so. This week with the anniversary of Princess Diana's death. Um, This week from Elizabeth, um, this comment got over 120 likes and tons of comments. Elizabeth posted a side-by-side of her and Lady Di. And the similarities are 
uncanny. The earrings, the hair, she wrote, fellow Roros, as August 31st approaches, I've enjoyed seeing the latest photos and posts here of Princess Diana. I've been a Roro since the very early days of Diana. I could not wait for my copy of Majesty Magazine to arrive each month. That's me on the left, New Year's Eve, 1988, and Princess Diana, October 1988. While imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, the most important thing is to emulate her compassion, caring, and kindness for others. She will always be in our hearts." I, I love that. It also make, gives me pause because I'm like, should we? I feel like we should be subscribing to Majesty Magazine. It's on my list to to do that. I would love to keep up with that as well. Yeah, and and just in reflecting on 23 years since her death, uh, Rachel, do you remember where you were when you first heard about the news of her death? So the weirdest part, thinking back, I mean, 23 years, it's mind boggling. Um, is I was actually in this exact spot where I'm now recording. So I was in high school, but I was I remember we had our computer set up right where I'm podcasting during this, you know, pandemic time um, at my parents' home and uh, seeing the headlines on our computer. And then I ended up that weekend, I was glued. I mean, I had always been a Diana fan and I I went and I pulled basically an all-nighter waiting and I just was convinced as a child that it wasn't true. I mean, I was super young. I was, I think I was in ninth grade, but I, but I just, I really didn't believe it. And I think that that was my first sort of just real experience with death and mourning. And I was I, I think I was, yeah, I, I couldn't get over it for weeks, for weeks. And it was also, this is interesting, um, my first ever um, reported story that I did. I went in the following. Stop, I didn't yeah, know this. I went in and volunteered to join the staff of my high school newspaper because it was in August. So it was like the beginning of um, of the school year, you know, right, right on right. the heels of that. And I went in and volunteered. And my very first story was a profile and a, like kind of like a in memoriam for Princess Diana. And then I've pursued this whole career. So it's kind of, I feel like, I don't know. I wonder, do you still have the article, do you think? I do. I mean, it would be not online, but it's a news clipping. You need to <laughs> read to that it. over the, po- yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> please, next time we'll find but it. But what about you? Do you remember where you were? Um, So I do not remember where I was. I was, <laughs> I was pretty young at the time. I was only about to turn five. So. Oh my God, Robert, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I'm an ancient Roro over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But it kind of like every year, I mean, it comes up, I'm sure, you know, just kind of, I mean, it, it's crazy because I feel like the, even the 20th anniversary of her death was just yesterday when they there were all those tributes and beautiful documentaries about it. And now, this week in royal history. Well, let's dive in because this week in royal history, we are talking about the 23rd anniversary of the death of the Princess of Wales, which occurred on August 31st, 1997. Diana was declared dead in Paris, France. She died at age 36. It was almost exactly one year since her divorce was finalized, which we, as you'll remember, talked about last week on the pod. And we will play a quick news clip from that day. This is BBC television from London. Diana, Princess of Wales, has died after a car crash in Paris. The French government announced her death just before five o'clock this morning. Buckingham Palace confirmed the news shortly afterwards. Normal programs have been suspended while we bring you the latest developments throughout the morning. Even hearing that, I have such chills. I really do. Same, same. So for those who don't know or don't remember, like me, she was in a car with boyfriend Dodie Fayette and driver Henry Paul, who both died as well. There was a fourth passenger, Diana's bodyguard, who was seriously injured but survived the crash. Diana and Dodie had been vacationing in the French Riviera and arrived in Paris the previous day. Quick refresher, though, they really had only known each other around 40 days when this all happened. They had run into each other at multiple events and um, actually a polo charity event over over the years, but they really didn't know each other until that summer. 
Uh, that night, they left the Ritz Paris, intending to go to Dodie's apartment. As soon as they left the hotel, a swarm of paparazzi on motorcycles began aggressively tailing their car. About three minutes later, the driver lost control and crashed into a pillar at the entrance of the Pont de l'Alma tunnel. One of the first responders to the scene described the horrific accident. He said, the car was a mess, and we just dealt with it like any road accident. I held her hand and told her to be calm and keep still. I said I was there to help and reassured her. During an inquest later on, This was about 10 years later. It was revealed that Diana's bodyguard kept repeating, where is she? Where is she? He later was in a 10-day coma for facial reconstruction surgery, but he's always said he doesn't remember much from the evening because he also reportedly suffered head trauma, severe head trauma. So her bodyguard did say he could hear a woman's voice, which was probably Diana's since she was the only you know, woman around at the time moaning and uttering Dodie's name. Dodie and the driver were pronounced dead on the scene, but Diana was taken to the hospital and pronounced dead at 6 a.m. Diana's funeral in London on September 6th was watched by over 2 billion people. Bowie, don't tear up. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I mean, it's so, I just keep thinking back to that time. I mean, I, I, remember watching I recorded it on a VHS I was like I was just so stunned yeah I was so stunned it changed my whole life that seems so crazy to say but it really did reading reading these facts it's like it's seriously it's just like it feels like we're we're there on the scene it's very I'm scared for reliving it via the crown I gotta say because I'm sure it's gonna be such a massive part you know especially now that they extended the seasons but yeah in the trailer it feels like it's gonna be very dark yeah just very yeah Chilling. Um, so, yeah, so Prince William was 15 at the time and Prince Harry was 12, to give you some perspective. And Diana is buried at her family's estate where she grew up called Althorpe, Northamptonshire, which has been passed down through generations of Spencers for over 500 years. So we wanted to, you know, talk about some of the news around her death and what's been going on. So in case you guys missed it, there will be a new Diana Memorial statue at Kensington Palace unveiled on July 1st, 2021, which is her 60th birthday next year. Yeah, I love this for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like it's a confirmed date that we're going to, you know, Prince Harry mentioned that he will be back for the unveiling of the statue. So we have a confirmed date that Prince Harry will be back in the UK and the brothers will be together. Um, But I also really love that it's located in the Sunken Gardens, which is one of Diana's, known to be one of Diana's most favorite spots at Kensington Palace. And I, I I read a little bit about why it was, and apparently she would jog through it and always end her runs in the Sunken Gardens. And then she would chat with the gardeners and really kind of make it, you know, the, the, the end of her her workout and I thought that was really cool and isn't that where Megan and Harry announced their engagement it is it is it's so pretty there yeah yeah it holds a lot of special meaning for the royal family um it's being designed by artist Ian Rank Broadley whose portrait of the queen appears on all the UK coins the Diana statue was commissioned three years ago by the princes on the 20th anniversary of their mother's death you just mentioned that in 2017 it's wild that it's taken this long but I guess it's delayed because of COVID I'm sure that has a fact that plays a role yeah yeah definitely it plays a major role and I don't think we know if it's going to be of Diana like of her or if it's a tribute to her in some way or something that represents her one reporter on Twitter said it would be of Diana but I don't think that's been confirmed by anyone yet so it will TBD on that well I did spend a lot of time checking out Ian's website and encourage all the rowers listening to do that because his work is masterpieces I mean he's phenomenal phenomenal so I feel uh, like if it is a statue of her just the the attention to detail and the likeness that we will likely see it will be incredible and I I love the idea that that statue if it is her will be looking out over the gardens which again is her favorites one of her favorite spots yeah she used to chat with gardeners there and stuff yeah and also like it's you know such a short 
you know, stones throw up. You've been to the Diana Memorial Fountain in Hyde Park? No, but I've been to the Harrods where they have a little memorial for oh, her okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen that one. They ha- so on the escalators down, there's a uh, memorial to Diana in Harrods, like constructed by, I guess, Dodie's father. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, I I was looking up also about, you know, the memorial fountain, and I loved the design inspiration for that. And it said, the design aims to reflect Diana's life, where water flows from the highest point in two directions as it cascades, swirls, and bubbles before meeting in a calm pool at the bottom. And I remember when mm-hmm. I saw that, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's such an oasis in the park. So, but I love that sort of thought process behind it. So I'm going to start following Ian, who does have an Instagram account, uh, yes. just to maybe he'll keep us posted. He only has two photos. So I don't know if he's actively on it, but, you know. Right. But I'm so excited to have, like, actual date of a reunion for William and Harry. At least, like, we know that at that point they'll be together, if not before then. So I'm really, really excited for that. Agreed. Also, Diana's younger brother, Charles Spencer, posted a photo on Twitter of the Spencer family flag that flies above the home. It was lowered to half-mast as a tribute to the Princess of Wales, and he said this was his duty every year. He wrote, my first family duty on 31st August, never forgot. Um, the one thing I thought was super interesting to me is that he writes back to people on Twitter and he wrote back to someone who asked, is it true she asked for an apartment on the Spencer estate and you denied her for fear of paparazzi invasion? He responded on Twitter, no, that's not true. And I've won three libel cases against newspapers who said that it was. So he's like really engaging with the public and like very open about a lot of this stuff, which I thought was super interesting. I thought that was cool too, because he even wrote, I saw, I noticed, you know, after you flagged that, that it was like, he says like, thank you very much. Your comments back to people. So that engagement is really awesome. I also really like thinking about the relationship that we got kind of a sneak peek from Tessie Ojo in last week's episode where she explained how how special the relationship between Diana and her brother Charles really was where, you know, Charles's first day of school and how Diana was on the edge of her seat kind of waiting. I don't know. I think that you know, all of that is very nice. Wasn't she checking in on him? too? Yeah, she just wanted to see like when, you know, how his first day was going. I thought that was really sweet. Right. So, so sweet. And then finally, Meghan and Harry planted forget-me-nots on Monday. Princess Diana's favorite flower is the forget-me-not. So the Sussexes paid tribute to the 23rd anniversary of her death by visiting the preschool learning center in L.A. to help them replant the center's garden and instill the importance of healthy eating. Um, They planted a mix of petunias, California wildflowers, tomatoes, squash, sweet peas, and forget-me-nots, like we mentioned. I just love this because I feel like we're all kind of waiting to see what tributes they would pay. And I think that Mm -hmm. it was so exciting to wake up this morning and see that Harry and Meghan had done something specifically to honor Diana and and such a sweet gesture too. So the Assistance League LA has been providing early education services to children in need for over 100 years. Their preschool currently instructs 40 students ages 3 to 5 from local low-income families. Something that like Diana I feel like would be totally drawn to and and really appreciate this, this super sweet gesture. It's such a thoughtful way to honor Harry's mom. I think that it really is uh, a very special way to spend the day. Yeah. And it probably felt really good for them. Totally. And I know that Omid Scobie revealed that this wasn't the first time they had volunteered here. So that's interesting that they've been kind of doing some volunteering behind the scenes that we haven't gotten pictures of. But for these pictures, Megan wore a chambray shirt and jeans with her black Rothy's flats. Um, her mask was just a normal disposable like medical mask, though. And I think that was kind of... You know, the point is that it's not the fashion, you know, the mask from Royal Jelly Harlem sold out so quickly. I think the point is not the fashion and it's more that what they were doing with the with the kids in the garden and everything. Yeah, I love that. 
Yeah. Uh, and also it's cool that, you know, the photos were taken by the same person who shot the Makers video with Megan and Gloria Steinem, yes. which we'll talk about. But I, I love, Roberta, your take that uh, the Sussexes may have found their own Chris Jackson in the U.S. I, well, OK, so the past two events, he's been there. I'm like, OK, this might just be their guy. I think they're giving, you know, a voice to more diverse, you know, artists and creatives and photographers and journalists. And I think you know, Matt Sales has has made diversity a focal point of his work. And so I think that's really interesting that they continue to work with him in their The photos are he's, gorgeous as well. Maybe he's on retainer for that. I, I don't know. So. But like, watch out Chris Jackson because now we have <laughs> Matt Sales on... On the, on the on this side of the pond, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, but uh, but yeah, so lots to lots to look ahead to, especially the you know the the arrival of the statue. Totally. Well, so this week's royal rundown, we have quite a bit of news to catch up on. But first, you know, this was so exciting. We have so many updates on Kate Middleton's COVID photo campaign. Hold still if you can even, you know, TBT to that at the beginning of lockdown when Kate came up with this brilliant idea. Uh, But we're basically right now we're a week and a half away from the big reveal, seeing the 100 finalists that were selected from Kate's hold still photo campaign that she kicked off at the beginning of lockdown. So according to Kensington Palace and the National Portrait Gallery, the photos will be revealed on September 14th. But this week, we got a delightful teaser video on the Kensington Royal Instagram account featuring Kate and the rest of the judging panel talking about the process. I think my favorite revelation from that video was just the fact that there were a whopping 31,598 submissions. And even Kate was really overwhelmed by the response of people, you know, simply hashtagging and and submitting photos. So, so many submissions. I love my favorite part of that video was that in one scene, she's talking to the committee members and she's holding this like beautiful ballpoint pen. And like, I can just picture her like having every single picture printed out and like checking off which ones she wants to include in the final 100. I don't know how they would have narrowed down that many photos, thirty almost took thirty two thousand photos. Someone must have done an orig- uh, an initial kind of filter. Skim. Yeah, oh, skim sure. and yeah, been like yeah, these yeah. ones are really totally. delightful. Remember Chris Jackson mentioning he submitted? I wonder if yes. that I'm so I hope he I hope he makes I it. I hope he made it. <laughs> I loved his photo. But <laughs> two yeah. Chris Jackson shout outs in a row. <laughs> yeah, right. We love him. Um but anyways, yeah, no, I think that there were just so the the cool part was, you know, we got such a sort of look into Kate's involvement in the process and also just her personal touches. You know, it was pretty awesome that she posted that screenshot of the email, which I think is a credit to David Watkins, their new social media person that they, you know, uh, sprang from the Sussexes account. But yeah. I feel like we saw that she signs her signs her email C, which we've seen before when she commented on the submissions. Uh, and we also saw that, you know, I think there was a lot of coverage that was really hilarious. Where it was like, Kate, she's just like us. She sends emails from her phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she forgets clearly like, like commas. A- and yeah, it like, looked like it was really just written off the cuff. And I loved that about it. Yeah. I do think like we, we talk a lot about their social media presence, the Cambridges and how quickly it's changing and how creative they've gotten with a lot of stuff. Like, screenshotting tweets and signing off personal you know the personal initials and like touches like that or they're doing like new really cool things like the um the carousel where there's one photo that like continues to the next slide yeah or like the time-lapse videos and things yeah, like that. yeah and like the photo and photo we could go on and on yeah. but I do think this is just another way that they're really you know inviting people into their personal lives like this is a screenshot of her email so yeah. I loved that yeah, we see that it's like Duchess of Cambridge. I, I thought that was pretty cool because like that's how the email would pop up the the sign or what do you call it? Like the the like handle. The sender. The sender. Yeah, yeah. Imagine getting yeah. that in your inbox. We're just like Duchess of Cambridge. <laughs> it would 
probably jump out pretty pretty yeah, big. I, yeah, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd faint. Yeah, you and I would probably pass out. But, <laughs> but didn't it make you like those? You know, the kind of teaser images that were shared as well. It made me really hyped for this. It's really exciting to look forward to it that we'll get to see the final results because it was a amazing idea. And they're so touching and poignant. The pictures are just like they speak volumes about the state of the world and what we've all, you know, what everyone's gone through. And I think um, you mentioned one of your favorites. What was the one that you loved? So I just really liked the photo of the mom in the garden with the chaos all around her while her kid yes, pees yes. in the plant. That was like... And she, I think she's holding a cocktail. Yeah, I think she's she like is sipping. too. <laughs> He's like peeing behind her. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that one. But I feel like also like Kate Zara dress, which I thought was crazy. It's now marked down to $12.99 and sold out. But $12.99. $12.99. But, but I just think the whole thing just... I, I would have really liked to be a fly on the wall to the process of how they kind of pivoted and came up with this campaign in the moment, only because it really shows Kate's nimbleness and her in her patronage. And I think that's awesome. I, I mean, this is going to be such an incredibly moving perspective on history when it's all said and done. I like the fact that this started so long ago and that Kate really has like pushed for it and drawn up, you know, excitement around it and everything like that. I think that it's just super exciting because she is so passionate about photography. So I feel like this is something that's been, you know, so important to her. This might be the most important project of this year that she yeah, works on. So I totally I agree that it it the fact that it holds so much depth and um, meaning to her makes it feel that much more yeah. and meaning and us. meaning to the British people too. I think that, yeah. that part's really awesome as well. Totally. Well, now moving on, we have. A couple of three Sussex news bullets to go through. Um, first is the Makers video that was revealed last week, which shows Megan in conversation with Gloria Steinem. So here's a quick clip. People forget how hard women like you and so many others before you fought for us to just be where we are right now. Well, it's just, I mean, when you, if you don't vote, you don't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, it is the only place where we're all equal, the voting yeah. booth. I just love, remember when Megan kind of teased this whole conversation in the 19th? I remember we were watching, obviously, virtually distanced, socially distanced from each other, and we were texting and stuff like that. But she was like, I just remember I was like, whoa, name drop Megan. And now yeah, we get you the texted results. me, you were like, you were like, Gloria, sign him. <laughs> when did she talk to her? Yeah, you like freaked out. I was like, wait, what? I feel like, so that kind of happened again in this conversation. She mentions that she had, I think she had lunch with Stacey Abrams, she mentions in one part of this chat. So their whole conversation is really wonderful and worth reading the full transcript if you have time one of my favorite parts besides the fact that we get a great glimpse of the sussex's dogs we're kind Ula of and equally like co-stars <laughs> they're like i just saw the look and, and i was like oh my god yeah. they're dogs <laughs> Um, but yeah, another another favorite part is that uh, Megan is talking about Prince Harry setting a wonderful example for Archie. She says, as I've gotten older, I've been able to understand that it's not mutually exclusive to be a feminist and be feminine and to own that and harness your femininity and your identification as a woman in all of the different layers. Gloria replies, well, you can be a feminist and be masculine and a guy. And Megan responds, like my husband. I love that when he just came in, he said, you know, I'm a feminist, too. Right, Gloria? It's really important to me that you know that. And I look at our son and what a beautiful example that he gets to grow up with a father who is so comfortable owning that as part of his own self-identification, that there's no shame in being someone who advocates for fundamental human rights for everyone, which, of course, includes women. So Modern she goes on and on. I, I love know, it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and the fact that she brings Harry and Archie into his really sweet. Um, 
She also, like I said, reveals she met with Stacey Abrams at one point and her excitement over Kamala Harris. She says, I'm so excited to see that kind of representation. You know, for me, being biracial growing up, whether it was a doll or a person in office, you need to see someone who looks like you in some capacity. As many of us believe, you can only be what you can see, she said, referring to Harris. And in the absence of that, how can you aspire to something greater than what you see in your own world? I think maybe now we're starting to break through in a different way. Gosh, remember when her dad, we read about that in Finding Freedom, how her dad, Thomas, gave Megan a set of biracial dolls that reflected the makeup of her own family yes. so that she could see that. I mean, I think that she has that was such an incredible that, yeah. yeah point that she makes in the video. But yeah. And so the video, we saw this beautiful tree in the background, and they were sitting on these wooden Adirondack chairs with a table in the middle and flowers. And so... People speculate because it was called a backyard chat that this was actually their new Montecito home. But in fact, it's confirmed that the footage was taken somewhere else in Santa Barbara, not on the grounds of their new home. Megan wore striped trousers by a nine bing, Stella McCartney sandals and a Janessa Leone sun hat, which I now have on my wish list is so <laughs> adorable. It has these like black share? ribbons. Can we share our yeah. like our royal wish list? Like, yes. <laughs> we can just share it. We with should them. talk to Megan's mirror the founder and say like a share royal wardrobe i don't yeah, know if that's a good idea we should totally <laughs> totally do something like that i know i i think for me one of the things uh, other than the conversation about voting everything that gloria steinem and megan said about that it's like if you need if you don't vote you don't exist like that's yeah it's so true and it's where we're all kind of equal the only time we're all equal is when we walk into that voting booth but i think you know i just loved the tig influence is what i kind of i felt like this was like peak influencer content, you know, just the setup, the staging of it all. I just wanted to be in that backyard. And the black and white footage and then the later we got color photographs and they're stunning. stunning. Like, it really feels like the tag. You're so right. And I think that. it also just made me feel so good about Megan and Harry's relocation. You know, I, I think obviously we've been getting continual glimpses. We've actually seen them a lot in the recent weeks, but I think I feel it made me feel really good that she that opening line like she's at home and she looks at home in the video. She yeah. looks so comfortable. She's like lounging with her foot up. She's texting on her phone. Like she just it's like so laid back in California. Her ha- outfit is so like chill California vibes. I just I yeah. love it. Okay, we got to move on. Yeah. So next, Harry <laughs> celebrates the the rugby league's 125th birthday with a virtual video call and a birthday quiz. Let's take a listen. How are you enjoying it now in America? Oh, okay, these are easy questions. Uh, loving it, it's fantastic. I, mean, I probably, what I need is a, is a few like mini rugby balls that I can then get, uh, get Archie involved with, with, uh, with, the, with the game because at the moment it's impossible to find any. But I've got a little bit of space outside, which, I'm, which we're like, uh, fortunate enough to have. So I need to get him playing, playing some rugby league, but I am just unbelievably fortunate and grateful um, to have outdoor space and see my son be able to to be outside because I know that so many people just haven't had that opportunity in the last five months. So our, our little man is our number one priority, but then our, our work after our work after that is is the second priority, and we're just doing doing everything we can to to try and play our part in trying to make the world a better place. Our little man, our little man I, is so adorable. <laughs> I love that. And again, another glimpse at at Harry, you know, talking about moving to the U.S. and loving it. In the beginning, he says, "Oh, that's an easy one." It kind of gets jumbled, but because someone else is talking, but he said, "Oh, that's an easy question to answer." I've been loving it. So that made me feel really good after reading Finding Freedom and feeling like they had gone through so much, and I was just kind of like sad about the whole situation. And Agreed. now I feel a little bit uplift, uplifted. About well, and it, it must make a world of difference. For 
for them to have roots, right? Like they now have their own home because I think that to feel like you're living somewhere else and renting or borrowing however they had it with Tyler Perry's estate, like yeah. I just think that it it's not their home and so they feel like they can't really get fully set up. So it seems like they they have a newfound kind of they seem more centered. Yeah, a source I think told people recently that the, buying their own house was actually such a pivotal moment for them as a couple and as a family. I think that like like you said it, it really allows them to grow roots in a place and and be able to kind of continue their work. He said my second priority is all of these, you know, charitable functions that we do and that we want to, you know, push forward and so I think that that really allows them now to finally kind of relax and focus on their work. Um, But so as a reminder, Prince Harry has been patron of the RFL since 2016. He also surprised the group with rugby league legend Ellery Hanley and said he's excited for the Rugby League World Cup in 2021. I'm definitely coming back, Prince Harry said. I would have been back already (laughs) had it not been for COVID. So we now know he would have been, he would have been across the pond if he could. I think that that's Super exciting because it means, you know, the, the Invictus Games in March are at The Hague. There's June, which is the Trooping the Color. July, unveiling of the Diana statue in the Sunken Gardens. October is the Rugby League World Cup. The Sussexes will be in Europe slash the UK for quite a while. It sounds like next year. If, if you know, of course, if the pandemic allows any of us to travel overseas again. But so speaking on AirPod, Omen Scobie revealed, I would not be surprised if we saw the Sussexes spend an extended period of time in the UK next year. All of this just makes me feel like it's going to be all right. We're going <laughs> to, everyone's going to reunite. They've had this like bump in the road, They've but it's kind of forced the issue. They've had like these tough conversations, but it's like they're going to do the original plan where they're splitting time and they, you know, it was meant to be Canada and the UK, but it's now the US and the UK because of COVID mostly. And yeah, I feel good about it. I, I too also am like so excited because just like us, they're like, okay, 2021, bring it on. Like we're like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going to Europe next year. We're doing, you know, all these things that you feel like you had to push and put on hold and all these plans, like they, Harry and Megan are so excited to go back. And I think that really makes me feel good inside like just knowing that they have these plans that they're making to spend a lot of time over there because I don't know if you feel this way Roberta but like I just feel like this deep gratitude for everything that I think I didn't mean to take it for granted before but I definitely will not take it for granted going forward and I'm sure that they you know it was a uh, their exit it never was meant to be this cut off unexpected yeah And then finally, one last Sussex tidbit. There was new footage from that baby-to-baby volunteering day that we saw last week that shows Harry and Meghan handing supplies through car windows, helping kids adjust their new backpacks. It's all so sweet. The one thing I want to say, though, in the footage, Harry's mask kept falling down, so his nose was exposed. This is a pet peeve of mine, because when I see people wearing their mask incorrectly with their nose out, I'm like, stick that nose back in there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, let me just explain how you wear a mask. So I do think that, you know, Megan might need to get Harry a better fitting mask or something. He needs to figure that out. But otherwise, so, so sweet. It feels like a very candid moment in in their lives. I know. I was happy we got the video footage. Yeah. One of the first videos we've seen of them together. So that was fun. That's outside of Zoom calls, obviously. Yeah, so awesome. I love all their work. Uh, So the next, you know, sort of last bullet we want to get to is a a bit of a rumor alert, but William and Kate are are London-bound, it seems. You know, and this is based on, you know, a few reports, but also the news that Thomas's Battersea, where George and Charlotte both go to school, is opening for or reopening for in-person learning on September 7th. So 
that would lead a lot of people, it's leading a lot of people to believe that they're due to return to Kensington Palace, their first time back since leaving for Anmer Hall at the start of the lockdown. So it's kind of, I mean, that's a big deal if George heads Super back to school exciting. and Charlotte, uh, George is set to start year three and Charlotte starting year one. And I'm sure they would be super pumped to be back in the classroom. I'm curious how that, if this is true, if this, um, if they do head back, how that works in terms of royal protocol and safety. But, you know, I think the UK is pretty much reopened, it feels. Yeah. And so if the school's reopening, I feel like, you know, they talked a lot this summer about homeschooling and Kate saying like, you know, we're at, we're still teaching them even though school's over just to <laughs> keep them busy doing yeah. something. I, love I think that. they're <laughs> probably so, so ready for to be back at school, to be back in London. Yeah. I'm wondering. So we heard that there's renovations at Buckingham Palace. Yeah. I'm wondering if their apartment at Kensington got renovated. I know. I don't, nice I don't know. I mean, I think that it just seems like because the Queen is heading back to Windsor and won't be back at Buckingham Palace till the end of the year. I think it's interesting. It's smart that Buckingham Palace is utilizing this time to make some changes that they are probably overdue Updates, to make. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it happened. At, it's happening at Kensington Palace as well. But That'd I'm also funny. super curious if George and Charlotte do head back to school, will we see kid mask fashion? Because I really hope so. <laughs> like, will their school po- – because we always get a school portrait at the beginning of each year. So I'm yeah. wondering if their school portraits will have masks. That would be so Yeah, cute. maybe from Amaya again or a new brand. But uh, but I definitely will be investing. And, you know, my son needs needs a couple new masks too. Uh, yes. But, yeah, we got some other school news this summer too. You know, we hadn't talked about it yet on the pod, but just the Cambridge's longtime pal Thomas Van Stroben – Strobensy, I think is how you say it from his Strobensy, yeah, from so. William and Harry's growing up, you know, from Ludgrove school days. He married George and Charlotte's teacher Lucy Lanigan O'Keefe in July, and Kate and William were apparently the ones to fix them up, which I thought was kind of crazy. So that's really sweet, yeah. But then also the fact that they're being said to be the new kind of Fab Four. This friendship is really, really strong. I saw a piece, a couple pieces that claimed that, and I just thought that was a pretty. What did you? What do you think of that, Roberta? I think that's kind of wild. I don't know. I feel like there cannot be a new. Fa- there's yeah, no there's way. Yeah, there's no new Fab Four, but there's I feel like no apparently way. they're really they're close. just very close. Yeah, they're very tight. I I'll also just love her name, Lucy Lanigan O'Keefe. Like I don't know why that sounds like such a sounds sweet name. really awesome. Yeah, no, but yeah. but Charlotte was Irish. supposed to be a bridesmaid in this wedding. William was supposed to be an usher, is what you know the Telegraph explained. But then COVID happened and it didn't didn't occur. So so it's their new pals. New pals. And maybe we'll see more of them together hanging out. I feel like. You know, of course, though, Beatrice and Edo are around and Eugenie yeah. and Jack. So there, I mean, there's so many potentials for Fab Fours around there. Yeah, there, there really we'll is. Have to yeah. wait and see. But it does. You're right. We shouldn't dub anyone the Fab Four. I feel like everyone, <laughs> that's so exclusive. Um, anyways, but yeah, the Cambridges are also rumored to be out at Balmoral right now. So they're winding down their summer. School is, the school year is upon us. Yes, they. I think it was rumored they went um, grouse shooting actually recently. Yeah. That might be just the tabloids, but supposedly Prince George got his first try at it. So who knows? Um, Wild very, times for the Cambridges. I know. It just reminds me that summer is winding down, though. So before we adjourn the royal pod, here are highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. So my low this week is the Sussex Royals name was quietly changed. Bowie, how did we miss this? I don't know. I feel like it was, yeah, I totally missed it. So they officially filed paperwork to change the name of their foundation, which is 
on record to be Sussex Royal, the foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. That's kind of a mouthful. They change it to the MWX Foundation. With speculation, this could stand for the Markle Windsor Foundation or the Mountbatten Windsor Foundation. They previously did this, actually, I think two... No, let's see. What day is it? Oh my God, it's already September. No, they did this a month ago, end of July. <laughs> two weeks? <laughs> two weeks ago. Where am I? Am yeah. I in August? Time. Uh, what is time? <laughs> I know. So they previously did this at the end of July, but they pulled the application nine minutes later. But on that application, it was actually MXW. So they changed the order of the letters in the name, the new name. But in the documents, it says that Megan has officially stepped down from the board of directors. So I think that, uh, you know, this is basically them dissolving it. But they use this name, MWX. We don't know if that's going to be used for trademarks going forward or whatever it is. But it was weird. I thought that was weird. And yeah. I... I think my low is just that it's like sad that Sussex Royal is officially gone. I know, but you can always go browse the Instagram page as I like (laughs) to do late at night. (laughs) Not weird at all. Up till midnight on. Let me just reminisce. Not weird. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my low of the week is actually just kind of a little bit of a throwback to our beginning episodes when we talked all the time about Diana's sheep jumper. So back then, because I also spent a lot of time on the warm and wonderful website, which is the brand that designed the sweater, they had a blog post from November 2019 that said, uh, it's coming back. The sweater's coming back. And it said, we won't be making the jumper, but there is someone who very respectfully will be producing an exact replica, acknowledging our contribution. This will be available for autumn 2020. What time is it, Roberta? Autumn, autumn 2020. 2020. <laughs> so it's made of cashmere wool mix and priced well below the Lan Ven version, which we saw Harry Styles wear. So the post ends, keep watching. And I just am like, where is that sweater? That's my low. <laughs> I I really, really want one. And I, I feel like I'm going to have page. to be on a wait list or pre-order or something. And I'm really, I, I like feel nervous now not knowing when it's <laughs> actually you feel coming nervous? I didn't mean to make you feel nervous, but, that's, <laughs> but it's my low. <laughs> Autumn 2020. All right. My high this week is that a new photo of Megan grocery shopping in Canada resurfaced. Surface or resurfaced? I'm not sure if it was ever around. Royals. They grocery shop just like us in <laughs> Rothy's. I'm so Rothy's. excited that she was wearing her Rothy's. And she actually wore them for the forget-me-not planting on Monday. They're so comfortable. I mean, obviously, it makes so much sense. And I have the same pair as her, so, like, that makes me feel a little bit like her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The image recently resurfaced on Twitter via at underscore Mrs. Riggs. It was captured back in January and sees Megan stocking up on groceries and Whole Foods. She was in Victoria at that time in Canada when her and Harry went straight to Canada. She has her protection officer behind her. She's wearing black cropped pants, her black Rothy's, and a cream knee-length coat. She looks very chic for a grocery shopping trip. I love the tidbit that was shared with the pic, though. It says, Megan approached my friend who was carrying her baby in an ergo baby carrier. Megan said, your baby is adorable. We have the same baby carrier. She described the Duchess as super low-key and down-to-earth. I don't think anyone really knew who she was. I think someone else mentioned that, like, a lot of people had no idea that that's who that was. So it's like... I don't know. I just love these glimpses into their real so life. so stylish, too. Out and about running errands. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't look like that when I go to the shop. <laughs> goals, right? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's goals or what, but yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, my I, so I'm sneaking in, Roberta. Don't get mad at double high. But first, I'll, do, I'll go quickly. <laughs> just that Megan and Harry. Uh, it's reported that Spotify is looking to woo Harry and Megan to start a podcast, just like Michelle Obama's recent deal. And they're the the rumor says that they're being courted with a seven figure number to say yes. I just want this to happen. I love a. I love Michelle Obama's podcast. So if it's anything like that, but we already know that Megan and Harry have excellent voiceover skills, and Megan just needs a weekly platform. I know, and I feel like you know they're probably going to come begging us to do cross promotion, and like you guys need to just <laughs> get on our calendar. Yeah, get like, on our calendar. Least, like, we accept. <laughs> we're scheduling we're out available October. Yes, yeah, so, like please, like take the time to like email I love us you, and like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in. My my I they just need this. They need this. She can interview Prince Harry. They can both come on. We're, they're invited. Uh, <laughs> we have to have them on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, my set my my second part of my double high is this that Sophie Wessex was on the cover of Good Housekeeping's of Good Housekeeping UK, which I, by the way I used to work at Good Housekeeping. Uh, she talks about navigating the virtual world. It's very in line with Harry and Meghan. Quick high, just it's worth a read. So. Imagine copy. if you worked at Good Housekeeping UK and you interviewed her. Oh, fun fact. Right you before, know the person? No, but right before Megan got engaged to Harry or their relationship was unveiled, we did a feature with Meghan Markle. It was a fashion <gasps> shoot with Meghan Markle, but I had just left to join the team at Pure Wow. So I oh would have written the story and interviewed her, but because that was my beat at, at Good Housekeeping. But so. do you know the person who did that story? I do very well, yeah. <laughs> she, ah! And she was like the one that kind of was like, we got to do with Meghan Markle, but she was a Suits fan. Everyone, you know, we Suits was really oh, big right, at that right, time. Right. So it was a perfect synergy. The photos are I want to hear all the behind the scenes yes. goss about that. <laughs> we should have her on the shoot. pod. Yeah. And so just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram and face the Facebook group. There's so much fun stuff happening in the Facebook group. Oh my gosh, Bowie the masks. I keep saying Bowie. Rachel, the royal masks. Did you see that post? Oh yes. Oh my god, I love that. They're really cute. The one I'm gonna buy you one. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Until next week, God, God save, save the, pod. the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.